This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Closer to a second COVID vaccine. The benefits outweigh the risk from what I've seen. Final touches for relief bill. People's lives depend upon it. Federal cyber attacks wide scope. The keys of the kingdom have been taken. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. A second shot of hope. That concludes the vote. It looks like we have a favorable vote. And with that, an FDA expert panel recommends approval of a second COVID-19 vaccine. CBS's Deborah Alfaron. The FDA says it will work rapidly to authorize Moderna's vaccine. Nearly 6 million doses could start shipping out in the days ahead. Moderna's vaccine doesn't require the ultra-cold storage that Pfizer's does, meaning it can better reach rural communities. And places like the southern border in Texas, where the coronavirus has taken a heavy toll. CBS's Maria Villarreal says the first vaccine from Pfizer is already having an impact. These vaccines are a small sign of hope for frontline workers along the South Texas border. I'm so excited that it's here, even with a little fear, but a heart of gratitude because it's so needed. Nurse practitioner Melissa Gonzalez says over 20 of her family members were diagnosed with coronavirus, including her mother and aunt who died from the disease. DHR Health Chief Medical Officer Robert Martinez was one of the first to take the vaccine to ease people's skepticism. We can show the community that we're serious about this because we know it's going to work for the most part and save our community a lot of pain. Correspondent David Begno is in Southern California where all the hospital ICU beds are full. Right now, there is not a single available ICU bed at Arrowhead Regional Medical Center. As the unrelenting crush of COVID patients is simply pushing staff to their limits. Listen to this nurse. We're at the point where we no longer could take care of them. The wait is a lot longer. You know, the patients are really sick. And then there are the frontline workers, like Albert Almador. He is a custodian at Arrowhead. Every day, wrapped head to toe in PPE, he cleans and cares for the rooms that house the COVID patients. I wonder what you think when you're in there cleaning and the patient is there. I pray for the patients as I clean. Vice President Mike Pence got vaccinated this morning on live television. I didn't feel a thing. Well done. And there's word justices at the Supreme Court are being provided doses of the Pfizer vaccine. The time's running out as congressional negotiators rush to finish work on a $900 billion virus relief bill. They're up against a midnight deadline for overall government funding that could trigger a partial shutdown. A stopgap measure could let them work through the weekend. CBS's Nancy Cordes is on Capitol Hill. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer argues that even belated aid will help families. We're now talking about $700 per family, so that would be $1,400 for a husband and wife or partners. But the Restaurants Act may get left out. 
That's a proposed $120 billion fund aimed at helping small restaurant owners, like Amanda Cohen, who runs a vegetarian joint in New York City. It feels a lot like we have been abandoned. There comes a point when you run a business where you just can't keep throwing money down the toilet. President-elect Joe Biden defends his son Hunter, who is the subject of a federal investigation into his taxes, He was on the CBS Late Show with Stephen Colbert. We have great confidence in our son. Uh, I am not concerned about any accusations been made against him. It's used to get to me. I think it's kind of foul play. But uh, look, it is what it is. And uh, he's a grown man. He is the smartest man I know. I mean, in pure intellectual capacity. And as long as he's good... We're good. New cabinet picks for the Biden administration. North Carolina regulator Michael Regan to head the EPA. Democratic Congresswoman Deb Holland, Interior Secretary. If confirmed, she would become the first Native American cabinet secretary. It appears the massive government cyber attack uncovered a week ago is more wide-ranging than first thought. The top U.S. cybersecurity agency says it compromised key federal infrastructure and the damage could take a long time to reverse. CBS's Catherine Herridge reports it impacted at least eight government agencies. Hackers thought to be linked to Russian intelligence are now feared to be deep inside American infrastructure networks across the U.S. government and including the nation's top nuclear laboratory. U.S. officials called the hack a grave risk. CBS News has learned evidence of the hack has been detected at the Department of Energy, which maintains the nation's nuclear weapons stockpile and operates the Los Alamos National Lab in New Mexico. It's unclear what, if any, damage has been done. The U.S. Supreme Court refused to block an order by Kentucky's Democratic governor that keeps K-12 education virtual only through early next month. The case was brought by a private religious school. At least five deaths are blamed on the big snowstorm that invaded the East Coast. The snow total champ seems to be the Binghamton, New York area, 42 inches. The clearing effort took teamwork. We're all kind of pulling together and ganging up on everything. We've been shoveling snow for many hours now. It's so tall. We don't get snow like this at all in Scotland. Or in most places either, some parts of northwest Japan could get more than 30 inches of snow, part of a brutal cold snap. Well, 21 people faced charges after authorities broke up an alleged drug trafficking ring at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. U.S. Attorney Matthew Martin says this involved three fraternity chapters. There were sales going on inside these houses. Dealers set up inside these houses, poisoning fellow members of their fraternity, fueling a culture. He says over a three-year period, more than a half ton of marijuana, several pounds of cocaine and other drugs were moved. Some of the drugs ended up on other school campuses. It's premiere day for Chadwick Boseman's final film role. I got talent. Oh, me and this horn, we's tight. He plays a hot-headed trumpet player in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. The film explores racism. It's on Netflix. Bozeman died of cancer back in August. What's new isn't always beautiful in the world of plants, as we hear from CBS's Vicki Barker. Scientists at the Royal Botanic Gardens in Kew helped identify 156 new plant species this past year, including what's being called the ugliest orchid on Earth. It's frankly quite hideous. Botanist Martin Cheek says it's brown, it's warty. 
has no green leaves at all. This isn't a scientific term, but... It just looks um, most unattractive. The orchid was found in Madagascar, but the team discovered several new species here in Britain, including six new toadstools, one found growing near London's Heathrow Airport. Vicky Barker, CBS News, London. A court in New York has tossed out a petition from an animal rights group for an elephant at the Bronx Zoo to get human-like rights and be moved to a sanctuary. The zoo called the ruling a victory for common sense. The World News Roundup was produced this week by Mara Rubin and Matt Cherry. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS's weird Lord of the Flies-style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. Hi, I'm Misha Brown, and I'm the host of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop. Each episode, comedians join me to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently on The Big Flop, we looked at the reality TV show, The Swan. The problem, this dream opportunity quickly became a viewing nightmare. They were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts.